Good morning, I'm Andrea Fichera, and this is the World in 7 Minutes for Monday, September 19, 2016. After a long and exciting summer, Rio de Janeiro says farewell to the Paralympics. But it will not be a closing ceremony without the athletic style of Rio. The night in Maracana Stadium featured a colorful feast, full of dancers, fireworks and hundreds of flattering flags with the word love written on them in every language. While the Grammy award-winning Vanessa D'Amata and the Brazilian singer Iveta Sangalo have delighted the stadium with their performance. The International Paralympic Committee President Sir Philip Craven thanked the people of Rio for their outstanding support of the Games, awarding the city the Paralympic Order, the movement's highest tribute. But the closing celebration was overshadowed by the death of Iranian cyclist Sarafraz Gulbarnezad. The Paralympic cyclist died falling during a race, reporting a serious head injury. The investigation into the circumstances of the accident are currently underway. But this year's edition will also be remembered for another event, the exclusion of the Russian athletes. This ban allowed the Paralympic athletes to take part in a side event in Moscow. For many, this exclusion has been considered as a defeat of the Paralympic spirit, while Russia reimbursed its banned athletes and doubled down on the rewards given to its medalists. Remaining in Russia, according to some economists, the nation could run out of money by the end of this year. Russian economy has been in recession for nearly two years, the oil price has slumped and the Western sanctions are becoming tougher. Freezing of assets, ban on imports and on investment are just some of the restrictive measures imposed by the European community. Restriction that also caused adage to lots of European exporters. Andrei Schneider, chief economist at the Institute of International Finance, said that at the current rate, the fund would be depleted in mid-2017. This year, the reserve fund had to be used three times to cover holes in federal budget. Meantime, the party United Russia, backed by President Vladimir Putin, continues to dominate the political scene in Russia. The party won a majority in the country's parliamentary election, even if turnout was 39%, substantially down on the 60% at the last parliamentary election. Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medved, to ensure transparency, changed the electoral law, introducing a mixed system in which voters choose both a party and individual candidates, while the threshold was lowered from 7% to 5% to ensure competition among the smaller parties. Analysts thought that economic difficulties faced by Russia could have bring down consents. Instead, the president of Russian Federation comes out of this election strengthened. But unlike President Vladimir Putin, an American giant loses more and more consents. A shareholder has sued Twitter, accusing the social network to have misled investors about its prospects for growth. According to the lawsuit, the company reported flat user growth the next quarter, causing steep declines in its stock price. For Twitter, it's not an easy time, despite the more than 300 million monthly users, an increasing number of people every day flees to other platforms like Snapchat and Instagram. Now, a terrorist attack in Kashmir raises tension between India and Pakistan. 17 deaths and numerous injuries due to the attack on Sunday in the border town of Yuri, on the Indian side of Kashmir. The attack, the bloodiest between those made against the Indian security forces in the past two decades, comes just after the many protests against New Delhi's rule in Kashmir, the disputed region between India and Pakistan. No one has yet claimed responsibility for the attack, but Indian army officials said the terrorists were carrying items of Pakistani markings, including a large number of weapons. 
However, the Indian Home Minister Rajnath Singh had pointed the finger directly at Pakistan, accusing Islamabad of being behind the paramilitary action, and tweeted, Pakistan is a terrorist state, and it should be identified and isolated as such. Later, he continued saying that there are definitive and conclusive indications that, that the perpetrators of Yuri attack were highly trained, heavily armed and specially equipped. Pakistan, however, has denied responsibility in the episode. Meanwhile, a team of National Investigation Agency is expected to visit the Kashmir to gather evidence from the terror attack site. It's not the first time that a group of terrorists cracked the relation between the two countries. In January, an armed group launched an attack on the Patankot airbase, but at the time, the investigation team that had come had denied that there was conclusive evidence of the terrorists being from Pakistan. Talking about terrorism, the tension is high in New York, while new updates shed light on the explosion that Sunday evening caused 29 wounded. Today, officials arrested the suspect in the Manatta bombing, a 28-year-old naturalized citizen from Afghanistan, whose last known address was in Elizabeth, the same town in New Jersey where the police found five bombs hidden in a backpack. Meanwhile, five other people have already been taken into custody by the FBI as they crossed from Staten Island into Brooklyn over the Verrazzano Narrows Bridge. Now, let's talk about a much lighter topic, Emmy Awards. The HBO fantasy drama Game of Thrones triumphed in three categories, breaking the record for the highest number of Emmy Awards won by any fictional series. Fellow HBO series Veep has named top comedy for the second straight year, and that show star Julia Louis-Dreyfus won Best Comedy Actress for the fifth straight time. But this year, the ceremony turned out to be much more unpredictable. The cast of The People vs. O.J. Simpson basks in their first Emmy victories while Rami Malek won his first Emmy as well in a wide-open race for Best Actor in a Drama, for his role in Mr. Robot. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, and visit the website at thewordin7minutes.com. As always, thanks for listening.